Welcome to day 76 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlighting from our readings, which can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 17 through 20, with a focus on Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. When you come into the land that the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or a charmer, or a medium, or a necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you are about to dispose or dispense, listen to fortune tellers and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. This is a really interesting one. Um, because as we were walking through some other parts of the Old Testament, uh, especially in Genesis, when God's talking to Abraham, he says, hey, I'm going to give you this wonderful land. Your, your descendants are going to inhabit this beautiful land. However, the wickedness of the people who live there isn't justifiably awful enough for me to kick them out, to drive them out. Um, and now we see 400 plus years later uh, just how depraved and wicked they've become. Right? You hear terms like uh, necromancer and those who inquire of the dead, and it's a little unsettling when you think about the implications of that. You might think, oh, that's just some, from some weird uh, fantasy novel or, or something, and yet these are, these are people who operated in very occult and dark practices, but then it starts with those who burn their son or daughter as an offering. And I think at times we go, well, how could God say to the Israelites, you have to completely decimate, destroy uh, the people who live in the promised land. And this is a stumbling block for a lot of people because he says, let nothing that draws breath live. <laughs> wow, God. And this is often the God that people point to in the verses that people point to when they say, Old Testament God is an angry, vengeful, spiteful God. And yet within context, you see that, that that's not the case. It, as we've been reading God continues to relent and to relent and to relent against these, these nations because they weren't wicked enough to justify being wiped out. And in fact, we even read further along in these chapters that Israel was allowed to uh, not mingle, but they could talk to other nations. They could go to nations that were surrounding, and if they went to war, it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't, you know, wipe them out. It was, hey, you know, if you conquer them, uh, they can come and they can do things for you. But with the people who lived in the promised land, it was a, it was a no, they need to be completely decimated. Go, okay, so clearly God's not, anyone who is not an Israelite needs to be completely wiped out and smited, but there was something specific about what these people who were living in the promised land were doing. And we get just a glimpse in these chapters. We get just a glimpse. And once again, just going to go through it. Burns his son or daughter as an offering. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens. A sorcerer, a charmer, a medium, a necromancer, one who inquires of the dead. These are dark, dark things. And, and when you get into the original language, it implies an even more sinister nature to these things. These are 
people who are trying to manipulate spiritual forces for dark things. I mean, in case child sacrifices didn't make you go, oh, that's dark. And most people, I think most of us, if we could go back and see the kind of practices that these cultures were living in, we'd go, that's detestable. Because as a human race, there have been times where we we stood up and we rose up and, and we said, as, as a world, there are several countries that are doing abominable things and we have to go and we have to stop them. It's not okay. When we learned about the atrocities of the Holocaust, we thought, how could people be so wicked, so evil? Right? And we've got to understand that God sees into the very soul of people. And we have to understand that if he's just and he is holy, like he says he is, and I truly believe that he is, that it must have been beyond anything I could imagine for him to go, they've got to be wiped out. Especially with... In later in this passage of Scripture and in these passages of Scripture in the book of Deuteronomy, we see that Israel wasn't told to wipe out every single person they went to battle with, but the people who inherited this specific land that God was going to give to them, there couldn't be any traces of them left. Now, for those of you, spoiler alert, uh, who have read, Israel doesn't follow this. And what happens is, is for the rest of the Old Testament, it comes to bite them. They intermingle, they start taking on some of these darker practices, and it always leads to destruction, it always leads to chaos, it always leads to oppression, it always leads to compromised uh, intentions. And so what this verse really spoke to me today about, well, well, how do we take <laughs> that and apply it to our lives? How do we take such a, a strange passage, and, and what does it mean for us today? Well, it means what areas in our life do we have a relationship with that really we shouldn't in any capacity, shape, or form. And sometimes people are like, well, I have a guilty pleasure and it's it's this band or it's this show or it's this activity. And essentially what we're confessing is, I know as a Christian that this is probably not something I should be dabbling in. But I like to do it anyway. And I've, I've been guilty of that as well. But there are there's a reason why we probably feel that way because in our hearts we know, well, maybe I'm just dabbling in this style of music or lyrically this style of music or this kind of show and it doesn't really edify my spirit, but it's okay. But unfortunately what happens is, is these things plant thoughts in our heads and they create compromised morals and thoughts and, and it takes us down deeper and darker roads. What have we let live in the land of our heart that God has actually told us to completely purge? What habits have we cultivated that we know are going to lead to our destruction or just lead to us not being optimized in our Christian walk with the Lord? And are we willing to get them out? That is a hard question to ask. And if we're being honest and we see the things in our life, sometimes I think we're afraid because it means we're accountable to actually doing something about it. My challenge to you today is ask yourself what's in my life that might need to get out. And then my second challenge is make steps to remove it. Because the closer we get to God, the better life becomes. You won't regret giving him more of your heart, not less. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, 
Be blessed.